0: When you, any of us, at any given time are dealing with a lens, we just are. But here's the thing, some of us are quick to recognize when we're looking through a lens that isn't healthy and we get rid of it. But when you don't, and that's what we're gonna talk about, is when you're holding, when when you're looking through a lens that is not a God-centered lens, things are gonna be, things are gonna look skewed, okay? So does everybody have a, no, Alex.
1: So if you just remember this, whatever you misdiagnose, you'll mistreat. So
0: So you might wanna write that. Oh, also we have some giveaways. So this is interactive and the more participation. Yeah, big like running
1: up to the front.
0: <laughs> so with our teens, you know, we got Dairy Queen, we got Dunkin' Donuts, just saying. Okay. So the first lens we're going to talk about is fear. Okay, this was a big, 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 big one for me. A lot of you have already have heard our, you know, my story quite a bit um, over the years. I lived with her, and
1: I really didn't even think about she had fear. Well. Uh, uh, too much. In, except yeah. for one night, I came home. I was uh, hunting that weekend, Pennsylvania, and Don't I came. Don't tell this story. And, okay. And I came home, and I went to bed, and I think she
0: was alone. she He left me bed. alone in our apartment. I was. Well, well, God was with you.
1: But anyhow, I got in bed, and I put my hands underneath the pillow, and she had a big knife uh, like a big a butcher knife what's your knife underneath my pillow <laughs> and i'm like what in the world is this for and she's like i was scared <laughs> i was so i that, i guess that was the first time that i realized that she had she had some fear so and she's worked through that and god's really helped her with all that um in a mighty this way, way
0: but a spirit of fear can attach itself to you, and this is what happened, because I wasn't dealing with the fear. And when things happen in your home, in your family, that could that could end up not turning out real well, you know, most of you know, we, we went through a lot with our oldest son, and In a marriage, if you both aren't on the same page, it will destroy you, and that's where we were headed. Um, So we wanna share a little bit about this because he was in a very healthy place wanting to do some things that were very, very, very difficult for me to say, okay, I'm with you on this. Uh, we had our village praying for us, and let me tell you, I think that's the only, I'll be really honest, I think that's the only reason we survived. But at night, <laughs> when it was bad, and Rusty would say, we have to do this, and I would say no, and I would fight him, and it made it, made it very, very difficult in our marriage Very difficult. As we go through this, we're gonna share some other things. Thank God my heart wasn't hardened because when I got a phone call in Florida, and I tell you, I looked for any reason to escape because geographically, I thought if I can just get out of town, things will be better. Are they? No, it followed her. Yep, so I got a phone call, and it was, it was Tim, and he said, listen, man, this is hard. God gave me this word like three days ago, and I've just sat on it, and I've prayed about it, and I have to give you this word. And it was a hard word, you guys. Like, nobody, when, you, when somebody says, I wanna give you a word from the Lord, you know, I get all excited, like, oh, yes, this was not exciting. This was painful, but it was the truth. And in, that, and in that second, I had, to make a, I had to make a decision whether I was gonna let that word in and receive it or if I was gonna close it out. And I really, truly believe if I, had, if I had denied that word, it would have hardened my heart. And I don't think Rusty and I would be standing here today and I don't think our son would be doing so well in recovery. Okay? <laughs> it was hard. I thank God on every occasion that I have a husband that stood strong and didn't give in to my fear and panic. You guys, if you got the fear card, hold it up. Anybody get a fear card? Okay, look around, because let me tell you, if you're dealing with fear, you're going to find your village. I had a lot of people in my life that had fear. Okay? You will find your village. <laughs> you don't want to find a village of other fear-filled believers. Okay? Okay? Do I have to work hard to stay free of fear? Of course, of course I I have, it's on my radar. I know what triggers me, okay? So we're off to a great start. We were gonna have fun. Is anybody having fun yet? Do you want to do that? Oh, can we do? Anybody have a um, Bible or Bible app? This is what we're we're gonna we're gonna ask Jaden. Can you look up Isaiah Second uh, Timothy one seven? Can somebody else look up Isaiah forty one hmm? ten? Second Timothy one verse seven, and if somebody could look up Isaiah forty one ten, and just read it when you have it. Go ahead, Carolyn. So if you didn't hear, because we want this to be on the recording, um, fear not, there is nothing to fear, for I, God, am with you. Do not look around in terror and be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and harden you to difficulties. Yes, I will. Help Help you. I will hold you up and retain you with my victorious right hand. Chapter one, verse seven. Go ahead. So Second Timothy 1.7, this was one of my scriptures, you guys. God has not given us a spirit of fear and intimidation, but he's given us power and love and a sound mind. Okay? No, oh, I didn't know if you wanted to. Okay. Anybody got the pride card? Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. You know what? This one's harder. Sometimes this is harder to recognize. Do you think? You're not talking. Did y'all know who would do the majority of the talking? (laughs) Well, I'm trying to get a word in edgewise. (laughs) Did he just go there? He did. Okay. Um, I'll just sit back here and (laughs) for
1: pride. Okay.
0: So I think this one can be a little bit, sometimes we can hear, yeah, sometimes we can hear pride in people, and sometimes we can see it in others, and then sometimes it's just a position of our heart. We may not say anything, but inside we're thinking. What kind of thoughts do you think when you have pride? What? What? Yeah. Okay. What else? Right. 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 Every, we're right, and everybody else is wrong. Selfishness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's.
1: When I think of pride, a lot of times I, um, I always think to myself that if if it wasn't for God, I wouldn't actually have anything. So if you're proud, that I means kind of like you're um, like you're self-made, and you're really not. But um, all things come through Christ that strengthen us. So I always look at it like if it wasn't for my Father in heaven, I wouldn't have what I have. So I, there's no really reason to be proud. Um, that's kind of the way I think about it. That's
0: good.
1: In a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, because if it, that's what I mean, if it wasn't for Him, I wouldn't have the things that I have. So you can't be prideful and have, well, you can but it's not in a right sense, I guess.
0: With a right heart.
1: With a right heart, right.
0: So in Proverbs 11, 2 Rusty and I are doing this 31-day wisdom challenge through the book of Proverbs. Oh, my gosh. It's really, really, really good. And I have never read, this is my new favorite translation, the Passion Translation. Has anybody read out of that? I love this. Oh, my gosh. So... Proverbs 11.2 says that when we, walk, when we act with presumption, convinced that we're right, don't be surprised if we fall flat on our face. That wouldn't look very pretty, would it? Yeah, yeah. So just, again, if you have a card that isn't your lens, that's okay. Just keep track, just hang on with us. Um, this next one was really also very difficult in our right. marriage.
1: Yep, I. I. there was a time that I had trouble with lust. Um, Linda and I went, well, I did, she didn't, but through her help and God's help for her forgiving me, um, I was looking at things that I wasn't supposed to on the internet and doing things that weren't um, a godly man. And it's very easy to fall into Um, a lot of times we just think that, well, nobody will know, but I think there's a lot of shame, um, a lot of guilt, and um, a lot of things that come along with that that's not uh, of God. And so um, through God's help and Linda forgiving me, uh, we got through it. So if those of you that are out there that might have trouble with uh, lust and looking at um, women, In an ungodly way, we have to remember that they're someone's daughter. And most of all, they're God's daughter. So that's what we have to remember. So, um,
0: yeah. Yeah, it's not just. Right. Yeah. That's so true because there are women sitting in here. It is predominantly men that struggle with this, but there are women that struggle with it too. But you brought. Are you serious?
1: Are you really? Really?
0: Okay. I wonder why you don't. It okay. Seems like well, you don't okay, really hear so. that much
1: about.
2: I'm sorry
0: let you down there. Yeah, close, well. So. Huh. No, it's good to know. Um, There's a lot of love and a lot of grace for everybody. There is. Yep, definitely. The first, at the, the first exposure to pornography, thanks to the internet, anybody know roughly what age? Hmm. Eight. 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 Where did I hear eight? Yes, eight years of age. Eight years of age is the newest number. Um, You know, we don't want to see that go down further. It is something that so many people struggle with, but who's coming up front and asking for prayer to be released from the spirit of lust or pornography? There's so much shame and Mm. guilt and I made it even worse. I'm just gonna be really truthful. Because you know what, I took it very personal, mm-hmm. as, as a spouse would. Um, I took it very personal, and when I would catch him, I made his life hell. Um, and it took one night, and, and we haven't, we've never forgotten this, mm-hmm. where it had happened again, and I, I stormed off to the other end of our house. We had a guest room. And I stormed off to the other end of the house. Before I could get into that bedroom, just as I crossed over the threshold into that bedroom where I assumed I was going to move into, um, the Holy Spirit said, you need to go back and forgive him. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, that is not anywhere near what was in my heart. And again, (laughs) we always get that option of, do we do it (laughs) or don't we? But then he said something that really, it it did soften my heart, he said he needs your help. And in that instant, I felt so much compassion for him. Like I wasn't thinking of him as filthy and ignorant and all these other words that were filling my mind and my heart, in that instant I had compassion, like I could see him through a different lens. And I went back, no, actually, he came into the bedroom. I'm sure he was terrified to come in because we should do a a lens of anger because I also had that crown. Um, But as he walked in the door, he did not get greeted with the anger and the wrath, but instead I listened and he just, he was like, I can't stop. And I said, I know, but I'm gonna help you. And he's never looked at it since. He got free of it. Yeah, yeah. And it it wasn't easy, you guys. That these journeys they're not easy. But when you're on the other side, mm-hmm. it's our it is our responsibility to share with others. Right. Yeah, freedom is available from any of these lenses, and we're going to get to that. Okay. Um. You wanted to do. Uh, The next one
1: we have is uh, poverty. Um, Who wants to come up and do a little uh, illustration? Anybody?
0: Trust me, you do. Anybody? Trust me. One minute, two minutes, 30 seconds. Anybody? Come on, Jesse. You'll be a little richer when you walk back. Oh!
1: (laughs) Everybody's coming. (laughs) Um, morning, Jesse. Good morning. Um, we're I'm, we're going to pretend he, he don't have this mindset, but we're going to pretend that um, Jesse has a pov- uh, poverty mindset. So, if you have a poverty mindset, what are, what are, what would you do with your hands? Would your hand be like this, or would your hand be like this? would imagine poverty. Poverty would be closed, right? Okay. So his, his hand is closed, and this don't only to do with what I'm illustrating, but it. It deals with uh, everything in your life, um, with, like, um, uh, health and uh, your giving of your time. And uh, actually, um, there's so much more you can receive when you have your hand open. So if I try to give him something, I can't. I can't give him anything because he's holding on to what he has. So, But if he opens his hands, he can receive. So... If he can receive, then that means you can freely give and you can freely receive. So thanks for the illustration. Oh, <laughs> And, that, and yeah, yours. Somebody's wish and they had come Well, Just lend us anyhow, it don't matter. Wait, no, what? Whoa,
0: whoa, whoa, what? That was my money? I, did, I hardly ever have any money on me. No, i kidding. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so are you saying that uh, the, 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 what's the health, what would you call it, healthy
2: mindset? Yes. Yeah. Well, what's the healthy mindset? Okay,
0: we're going to read that. Good point. Okay. okay.
2: unhealthy mindset,
1: you're mindset. Yes. Yeah, because you're holding on to, like like, like you hold on to everything a little story that you here. have and you don't give to anyone. Well, if your hand's like this, how is anybody going to give anything to you if your hand's like this?
0: And then if once you do get something, you hold on. And, we're, and it's gonna, not just to
1: do with money, it's to do with right. everything.
0: It is. so. So prosperity gets a really bad rap mm, and it should not. Prosperity right. is not about give me, give me, give me. Mm-mm. Third John 2, beloved, I pray that you may prosper. Ooh, the word prosper is mm-hmm. in the Bible. In every way, and that your body may keep well, even as your soul keeps well and prospers. Okay. <clears throat> right? Yeah. And there, see, there's a lens. There is a lens. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you have, if prosperity makes you just go, ooh, ah, cringe, uncomfortable, you have a poverty mindset. I'm sorry, but you do. And you know how I know? Because I was, he was prosperity and I was poverty. And this is going to be really quick because we've told this story before, but um, when we were getting on the right page and our marriage had been restored Mm -hmm. and we were so buried in debt, stupid debt, like, credit cards maxed out, and then, we'd, and then I'd get another one, and then we'd max that out, and we'd get another one, and I'd max that out. Well, we would, but mostly Baby. me. When we started going to church again, this was years ago, I heard the pastor. So we go to visit this church. Not the message that you want to hear the first time you go to visit a church. And he's talking about tithing, and I'm like, I don't even know what that word means. And we didn't have smartphones then, so you couldn't look it up. And uh, so, but then as he went on talking, I was like, oh, this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. This man is standing up here, and by the way, I noticed what kind of car he was driving, and it was nice. So I'm already got some things going in my mind about what he's doing with the offering. Looking through a lens. Right? And so... I said to Rusty when we left, now, he was brought up very solid in the word. Um, I was in church every Sunday, but that's about, I was just in attendance. That was it. I'll
1: give you a quick little illustration. We had $37 in our bank account. This is no lie. We were almost 100,000 in debt. This is no joke. Um, And he's talking about tithing. And I said, well, just go ahead and write a check. She said, for how much? I said, all of it. And she's like, uh, not, that don't even make sense. We don't have food to eat. But this neighbor lady was giving us pizza. She would buy one, get one free, and gave it to us. That was the Lord providing for us, and we didn't even know. We know now because we look back on it. But right. go ahead. So she put the He's check. He's making
0: it sound mild. She this it. was not mild at all. So says, empty the account. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, that wasn't even enough to really no, tithe not really. for all the, you know. Days, weeks, months, years. And when we walked out of the parking lot, it, it, do you guys ever do this? You're sitting in church and you're with your spouse and you're all lovey-dovey. And then you get in the car. <laughs> Why and did you, you make me do this? And you thank God the windows are up. She was wanting to take it back out of the no joke. I was livid. For real. And livid is not, I'm not, I am not downplaying. I'm because not, it didn't make sense to I'm her. I'm not over... I can't overstate this enough, I was livid. Because again, fear was there. Fear and lack were both there. And Rusty was like, I am done with this. We are gonna live by the word of God. And I was like, is it really in the Bible? (laughs) Show me. (laughs) And he did. (laughs) But when that offering bag, they they pass these offering bags, when that offering bag was past that day, I honestly, first of all, I did. I It took every ounce of self-control not to grab it, that check out of the bag, and then it took everything I had in me not to throw up because it felt wrong. But see, this lens had been with me for so long that it was my reality. It felt right, it felt true, And what we were doing that day felt incredibly wrong. Like, it just didn't even make sense. Like, what kind of God would ask me to empty out the bank account and put it in an envelope for a pastor who's driving a really nice car? Looking through the wrong lens again. (laughs) I was very dysfunctional. (laughs) The next day, the phone rings, no lie. The phone rings, and I had done traveling nursing for a few years, and uh, it was my old recruiter. It wasn't even my recruiter that I had now. And he said, hey, you remember such and such? And I was like, yeah, yeah, we did assignment together in Seattle. He said, yeah, he said, well, she's working for us now, so I'm gonna give you the referral bonus. And I was like, oh God, let it at least be $50, because this check is gonna bounce. It was $500. Guess what, lens shift, that lens was immediately off. Had to work to keep it off, but it was off. Okay, who has poverty? Card, just the card. Guess what, y'all are gonna find each other and you're gonna become best friends (laughs) because poverty finds poverty and you will justify why you don't do this and why you don't do that and why you don't give here and your new best friend is going to say, absolutely, they're crazy, okay?
1: Um, The next one that we're gonna probably talk about, I'm not so sure that we either one been through or.
0: We could see where we could get there though. Yeah. Does anybody have a card for suicide? suicide? Did that card not get handed out? Okay. So this, this encompasses more than just suicide, okay? And the reason we, this had to have been the Holy Spirit because this was not on our radar at all, but the rates are increasing.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Especially now, day, right. this day and time with uh, 2021 or 2020.
0: 2020. Um, um, the rates and the ages, the ages are going down and the rates are going up. And this starts with depression and anxiety. And if those are left untreated, that lens is so skewed, you guys, that suddenly the thoughts that can come in probably go something like this. This world would be better without me. I can't take any more of this. It can't be any more painful than what I'm living with right now. Honestly, who would miss me? i become a burden to, to my parents or to my spouse or to my kids. We, okay. have, we have talked with people who have had suicidal thoughts. They, but they were healthy enough to be aware that this was not okay, and they did seek help, okay? And we're, we're letting you know, at the end of this service, you're gonna be able to get free of any of these things, okay? For some reason, I have Proverbs. I wanna just see what this says real quick, if you guys will bear Proverbs with me. Proverbs
1: 15, 13 to 15.
0: Proverbs
1: 15.
0: I can't see. Proverbs 15. Am I on chapter 15? Yeah. Is that verse 13? A cheerful heart puts a smile on your face, but a broken heart leads to depression. Lovers of God hunger after. No, that's wrong. Everything seems to go wrong when you feel weak and depressed, but when you choose to be cheerful, every day will bring you more and more joy. And fullness. fullness. But you know what? If that lens of depression and anxiety isn't fixed early on, Mm -hmm. you can't find cheerfulness and joy. You won't even look for it because you just feel like there's no need. Well, you kind of feel alone. Yeah. Like you're the only one. Right, right. Again, these lenses will cause you to isolate Mm -hmm. from healthy people that could... Bring help and life to you.
1: Well, that's actually how the devil that thought. If I mean, I believe because John ten ten says, "Thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy." Yeah. So, um, Mm -hmm. and sometimes it really, really does feel real what you're going through. So I don't want to want you guys to think that I don't think it. I don't think that because we have been through a lot of these ourselves. Yeah. So it does make a difference. Um, The people that you surround yourself with um, can encourage you and. Um, be able to uh, lift you up, pray for you.
0: Can somebody look up Mark 11,
1: 25, and 26? Dude.
0: Well, we called on you last time. (laughs) Let somebody else. (laughs) This is about unforgiveness, you guys. And um, we actually have been around this quite a bit um, over the years. You looking at? Did anybody look it up? 25. Carl. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, your like, wife's pointing <laughs> <laughs> you out. All right. Um,
1: Mark 20 25, Right here.
0: Okay. Did he get it? You got it. I know. Who's got it? I got okay. It. Rusty's I got it.
1: That's 11, 25, and 26. 25, and 26. And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him and let it drop. Leave it, let it go, in order that your Father, who is in heaven, may also forgive you of your own fallings and shortcomings and let them drop. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive your failings and shortcomings. So we need to remember if we don't forgive other people, then God's not gonna be willing to forgive us.
0: And so, you guys, forgiveness is not the same as trust. Okay? It you, may, you can
1: still forgive someone, yes. but you they you they let's see, you they have to earn your trust or you have to earn their trust back or
2: one
1: right, other. Yeah.
0: When we when our marriage was getting restored, mm-hmm. And like with the pornography thing. She forgave me. I forgave him. But he had, to, he had to build back that trust where I could walk in the room and see what was on the computer. Sometimes it He's takes not a... shutting the lid to the right. laptop and, you know, closing out pages or anything. And after a while, it was like, you know, I just don't even think about it. I know that I'm not going to see that, those images. But that took some time. But the forgiveness part had to come first. Right. Because you uh-huh. remain a prisoner <laughs> mm-hmm. if you cannot extend forgiveness. And again, it doesn't mean you may not you may not be able to be back in relationship with that person. Right, you might not trust we're them. We're not we're not saying that. We're saying you do have to have healthy boundaries. Um, that's a whole nother sermon. talk sermon, right? The person you don't forgive ends up shaping your life more than Jesus hmm. the Jesus you claim
2: the person you don't forgive ends up shaping your life more than the Jesus that you claim as Lord.
1: When you forgive someone, it's really not for them, it's actually for you, Um, believe it or not.
0: Yeah. Are we, we're not having fun. (laughs) We're not. Like the whole thing was, oh, we're gonna have so much fun. I'm not sure where the fun comes in yet, but it's coming, it just has to, right? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I told him on our wedding day, dude, you smash that cake in my face, it's on. It's not a good way to start our marriage. <laughs> He's like, are you going to smash it in mine? I'm like, no. And I didn't. You didn't? I didn't. No. No, I didn't. No, uh-uh. No, we didn't. We did I just, like, I worked too hard on this makeup. <laughs> I don't. Want, <laughs> I don't want cake up my nose. I mean, I had a lot of reasons why I didn't. <laughs> um... Okay, this is the last lens. Who has the lens of offense? Both of you do. Anybody else? I did too many cards, didn't I, Carolyn? Okay, because y'all, you three right there, you're gonna be best, best friends. Because offended people, y'all have your own village. Did you know that? I'm serious. We have been through it multiple times. Mm-hmm. Um, and our opinion, we have seen more people leave the church, leave a marriage, leave a job because of offense. Now, they don't think that that's what why they left any of those relationships because I'm telling you, you're blinded by it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, our church in Florida, the, the church where we spent eight years, seven or eight years, uh, went through a big, a big split, and we were, um, we were very privy to everything that was going on and um when the majority of the people left that church it was like a 500 5 or 600 people in this church mm-hmm. when the majority of them left we were like we're with them and then we weren't because god said no you're not going god we stayed there another year we stayed actually. another year <clears throat> we stayed another year Um, It was hard. It was very, very hard. But we learned a lot through that, actually. We would not be where we are if we hadn't learned what we did going through that. Right. Um, Through our marriage, through a church split.
1: In our minds, we probably had all the right to leave because of what was going on in leadership. We Um, did. I'm not going to say what happened, but... And it's not really important, but there were some things that were definitely wrong with leadership. And I'm going to be honest with you, it's hard to sit under a leadership that you know that something is absolutely wrong and God asked you to stay there. So
0: Now, what was going on was not immoral or illegal. So don't hear us saying that. No. And we stayed in our marriage, there wasn't abuse going on, so please don't hear us, you know saying that you stay in an abusive relationship because we're not, all right? Um, Proverbs 18,19, if somebody could look that up, and 1911. We weren't smart enough to say, no, we're not gonna be offended. We didn't even have a word for what we felt. We were just angry and hurt. We didn't know that, we didn't know anything about the word offense at that point. Uh, Did others pick up? We don't know. We don't know. Again, we we really weren't, we just weren't that with it enough, that we hadn't had any kind of teaching on this stuff, but we knew God's voice, and he managed to get through before We left and possibly, yeah, partnered with a lot of other people that were feeling the same thing that we were, and it was justified, okay? Because a lot of times it's justified in our minds.
1: One thing we did learn quite a bit was um, we were in, I think, partial leadership back then, and people would come to us and ask us questions about what went on, and we would always point them to the person that they had the problem with. And that is the smartest thing to do because you don't get tied up in gossip and then you start flocking together and teaming up on somebody. It's important that you go to the person that you're offended or you think you're offended by. So that's what we always did and that's what we learned um, going through that and staying there a year. And we learned other stuff too. But it's so important to make sure that you talk to the person that you're offended by instead of going to someone else and calling them on the phone.
0: Which we didn't.
1: You need to go to the throne, not the phone.
0: We didn't so, know to do that. Right. We learned all these things <clears throat> afterwards. But during that year, our hearts, it took me, it, it actually took both of us a long time. It, right. it, it took that full year before our hearts were at a place where we could forgive, mm-hmm. and we could be in the same, like, smaller room with certain people, and be able to actually have a conversation with them. Now. Were we mature enough as believers to be in a, at a point where we were? I don't know how to say it. Um, we we didn't have love in our hearts for these people. We just didn't. Um, but we were able to forgive them. But forgiveness, man, that takes a that can take a while to walk that out. And that's what that year. Go ahead. Did. I think one
1: of the things that makes it um, really hard is that you can get offended by the people that you're either closest to
0: or your spouse
1: that you're married to because you trust them and you can get offended pretty easily if you're not careful and sometimes I think what we do as a congregation as a church we put people up on a pedestal what we have to remember and I did
0: I have to admit that I had never been in a church where I had a relationship with really anyone and so leadership was way up here on this pedestal. Don't ever do that. What they're you human have to beings. Re- what
1: you have to remember is they're still human, um, guys, no matter whether they're a man of God or if they're just a regular believer or whatever, but they're still human and they're going to fail. Not always, but you just have to remember that. So it's so important that that we... Um, don't put people up on pedestals. Now you can think the world of them, but
0: RT rabbit trail. No, I know we have <laughs> these code words. <laughs> okay. No, I'm just looking at the time, going. We need to hurry up. Oh. Yeah. Um, Everybody hungry? Did anybody look up Proverbs 18:19? Yes, Peter. Thank you. It is easier to conquer a strong city than to win back a friend you have offended. Their walls go up, making it nearly impossible to win them back. Anybody look up 1911? Did I, go ahead Jaden. did anybody probably... else look up 1911? All right.
1: 1911.
0: A wise person demonstrates, is that right? I'm looking at the wrong one. No, I'm not. 1911. Good sense makes a man restrain his anger. Can you read it because I can't see it.
1: Yeah. Good sense makes a man restrain his anger, and it is his glory to overlook a transgression or an offense.
0: Yeah. Thank you. So we're going to do this really quick. Look, I want you to pay attention to three stories, they're gonna be quick, on how quickly lenses can change, okay? These are really cool stories in the Bible. The first one was Elisha. I don't remember all the backstory, but he and his servant had gone out, I should have studied the backstory, but the this, this servant walked out and saw that they were surrounded by the enemy. And of course, he's in fear, like (laughs) we're dead. And Elisha prayed, Lord, open his eyes, let him see. And just like that, his servant's eyes were open and guess what he saw? Y'all, you know the story? There were so many more, there was an angelic army. There were so many more of them than the enemy. But Elisha's servant couldn't see it because he was blinded by fear. You want to do it or you want me to? Okay. So Peter, one of the disciples, you know, they are are called to minister to the Jews, right? Only the Jews. Only the Jews. They didn't step foot into a Gentile's house. They didn't do anything with the Gentiles, correct? But he's up on the roof one day praying, And God lets down this sheet, and it's got all these unclean animals that a Jew would never eat. And in the meantime, Cornelius, very, very good man of God, that was giving to the poor and he was praying, and God sent, or had Cornelius send a couple of his men to go find Peter. Peter knows that they're Gentiles but he goes with them because he feels the prompting of the Holy Spirit, I would imagine. And I think it's as he walked into, the, into this home that he would have never stepped foot in before, he said, now I understand. I am to bring this message of salvation, of hope to you as well. Instant lens change. God's not racist, right? Nope. What was the other one? Did you want to do it, Paul? You want me to do it? Now you're talking
1: about a lens change. He really got a lens change, Paul.
0: So Saul, he was Saul Or Saul, then. Saul. Yeah, yeah. he was Saul. Saul then.
1: But what happened was he was on his way to somewhere, Damascus, uh, Damascus, on, the to Damascus. on the road to Damascus, and uh, God uh, struck him with blindness. And... Um, God having had him uh, change um, from killing Christians to actually loving Christians. So that was a total... And, yeah. and not only lens change, he actually shut his eyes for
0: three a days. period of time, for yeah. three
1: days. He was blind. Um, so he would be able he to... He
0: really needed a lens right. change. <laughs> like the Lord will blind you if he has yeah. to. So... What, I, what we want you to do is take your card. If that is not your lens. Where would Alice go? Get trash can. Jaden, can you go get the trash can and bring it in? Bless um, If that's not your lens, cross it out. Okay, this is like an interactive thing here. This is kind of like a prophetic thing we're going to do. Cross out that lens and write down what is your lens, because you got one. Maybe we covered it with what we were talking about, and maybe we didn't but you know where there may be a struggle. Okay, so this is is your opportunity. If your house is on fire, literally, okay, if your house is on fire, what's the first thing you're gonna do? What? Run, okay, yeah. What, gather the family, and you're gonna call 911, right? From here on, from there on out, after you've put that fire out, you're going to be better prepared. You're going, to, you're going to check your smoke detectors. You're going to have your, you know, we all meet here instead of the chaos. You're going to have your fire extinguishers. You're going to be checking your wiring. You know, you're going to do all those things that protect your house. If you have a food out, anybody here have food allergies? Okay. Casey. What happens if you eat the food that you're allergic to? Do you have like a really bad reaction? So kind of pretty much anaphylactic. Okay. Do you eat those foods or do you avoid them? Barb? (laughs) Barb. (laughs) 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 Okay, see there's some fun. Uh, She's being very truthful. Darn, okay, so we have two bad examples. (laughs) I'm allergic to penicillin, not food, but I'm allergic to penicillin. So if I were to take penicillin, I'm gonna break out in massive hives and just scratch and scratch and scratch. So guess what, When I go to, if, I, if I haven't been to the hospital or the doctor in a well, long time, but if I were, and they needed to give me an antibiotic, what's the first thing I'm gonna tell them? I'm allergic. I'm allergic to penicillin. Do not give me penicillin, okay? Because I'm protecting myself. So it's the same thing that we're going to do today going forward. Today, you can break off that lens. But then going forward, you have to protect yourself from going back to that lens. So everybody put your sunglasses on. Get your cards ready. Eric. And what we want you to do, nobody's looking at your cards, it's not anybody's business at all. You fold your card so nobody, has, nobody sees it. We'll Have a little bit of music. And then what I want you to do, when you're ready, I want you to just listen to this song. It's such a great song. I want you to listen to this song, and when you're ready, you come up. When you feel like you're ready, you come up and you throw the card away. You're getting rid of that lens. You keep the sunglasses as a reminder Okay, but you're going to get rid of that card. So that's, thank you for bringing that up. I want to share with you a book real quick. Look at this, it's falling apart. That's how long I've had it and how much I've used it. The Secret Power of Speaking God's Word. You know, I can turn, it's alphabetized. I can turn to fear and worry, what what Gloria was talking about and it has scriptures you guys i read scriptures on fear until they became they became faith inside of me that i could break i didn't have to partner with fear
1: she would even write them on a the mirror in the bathroom, i had
0: them written them on sure. my bathroom mirror mm-hmm. i had them written on index cards i had them in my car upon the yeah they were on the refrigerator they were on the microwave they were everywhere because What you, you have to be careful. You got to guard what goes in your eyes and your ears. Okay? You have to guard what goes in your eyes and your ears. You guys, we are called to change the world, not conform to it.
1: We're in this world, but not of this world. (laughs)
0: Let me say it again. Right, say that.
1: We're in this world, but we're not of this world. Our... our, uh, our place is in the kingdom of God, so.
0: And the kingdom is within you, right? right. The kingdom is earth. within us. We should be pointing people to the kingdom, not to fear. Not to uh, poverty. Not to offense. Not, not to any of these distorted, dysfunctional lenses. We are, we have to be better than this. We have to be. We are called to change the world. You are not called to conform to it. So you have to find out what is your part on that journey? What is your part? And then you don't back down. You stand, you stay in your lane. Tim and I have talked about that. I gotta stay in my lane. What's it gonna cost you, you may ask? It could cost you everything. Are you prepared to give everything? Reputation, job, business, church, ministry. Those are decisions you have to make. Those are decisions we all have to make daily. Is it my will or is it his? Eric, could you turn that up just a little bit? Thank you. As you're ready, come forward. Yeah, go ahead. I'm gonna um, put in, uh,
2: I love my lenses. I got Prejudice and Pride. Not prejudiced, black, white, yellow, Chinese, but more just attitude, socioeconomic, and um, just keep me in prayer for, for to take the lenses off. Um, and everything is pride, I think, too. But um, yeah. I just wanted to... Uh, you spoke about the depression and isolation, and today's seventeen proverb. Today's the 17th, so if you read you know, a proverb a day and then a song every day, whatever day it is, and you go through the songs but anyway. But the end of 17 is into 18. Whoever isolates himself, seeks his own desire, he breaks out against all sound judgment. So if you have... If you start isolating and you get in that depression or whatever, maybe question your judgment. You know, you're listening to wrong voices. I don't know, but that, that was there this today. But...
0: And here's a Dunkin Donuts card for participating. Thank you.: Yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. Gloria, I'd love to give you this book. It has just helped me so, so much. I pray that it's a blessing to you.
1: We want to see things for the way they really
2: are. Open our eyes. Open the eyes of my heart.